You're now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogor, and this is episode 88. Dumb people learn from experience. Smart people learn from others' experiences. So when somebody gives you some game like you giving him, you got to take it. If you tell me, Ice, don't go on this side of town, they shooting. I'm going to be like, I ain't going over there. My man told me they shooting. I'm not going to be like, ah, Ellis, don't. No. No. You got to listen to warnings. That's, well, you know, there's a reason I'm still around here. I broke, I used to break four, five, six felonies a day, commit them, and I'm still here. So, these dumb motherfuckers doing stupid shit. They're not even getting money for it. They're just doing dumb shit. Go to jail for some dumb shit. They treat you like that when you get there, too. You need to be going in there and be like, yeah, I was racketeering. I was making some power moves. You know, you know, they'd be, oh, okay, Mr. Pacheco, we got some respect for you. Not doing dumb shit. So I see what's right, man. Uh, Dumb people learn from experience. Smart people learn from other people's experiences. And this is what he means. People say shit like this. Experience is the best teacher. It just depends on what you're going through. Some things you do not want to experience because it's not good to experience that. So what I've learned growing up is that you learn from watching other people and what they go through. So you don't have to go through it yourself. You don't fuck up like they fucked up. And that's what I've learned in my life. I've been around enough people to know and have common sense. They did X, Y, and Z. I saw them go through that. What I do not want is that for myself. And that's what he means. And people don't understand that concept of experience, of experience, uh, experience being the best teacher. And that meaning that it just depends on what you go through. Some things you do not want to experience and go through that shit. Nobody wants to go to jail. Nobody wants to purposely get in trouble. You don't want to go through that shit, the, the hardship and making the, the wrong choice, the bad choice and getting into trouble. That's why smart people, what they'll do is they'll sit back, look at other people and their experience and what they go through. And they learn from that and say, well, I seen X, Y and Z go through that shit. I know for myself, I wouldn't want that for me. Because they went through it and I saw what they went through and I learned my lesson. Smart people do that shit. Dumb people, they'll do whatever and ever and they'll go through that shit and say, it, you know, it was just the experience. You's a dumb motherfucker. Because I watch you go through that and by me watching you do dumb shit, I learned that that's what's not best for me. So I'm not going through that shit. So Ice-T was right. When it comes to experience, experience is the best teacher. It just depends on what the experience is. That's what he's saying. Dumb people learn from experience because they don't understand how to decipher between a good experience and a bad experience. Wanting wanting to go through a bad experience just to learn a fucking lesson. Smart people They learn from other people's experiences so they won't go through it. That's what he's saying.
And and what he said is perfect because you don't have to go through bad shit just because you want to experience the shit just to say you went through it. We do this shit all the time as black people. We say dumb shit. It, it makes no fucking sense. And then we try to make sense of it because it sounds cool. But you have to further explain what the fuck you mean. But me being smart, I'm going to say. I saw you go through that experience. I learned from that. So therefore, I won't go through the same shit you went through because you wanted to experience that. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you for being able to tune in and listen. I hope you had a good productive work week. So. This past weekend, last Sunday, me and my wife went to the AT&T Discovery District in downtown Dallas. So as we're driving there, we're driving down a street, right? And we look around and we see a lot of people on the street that were homeless. But what shocked us was it was a lot of females, a lot of women on the street. So we go to the AT&T Discovery District. Uh, and, and we go to the AT&T store there because my wife wanted to upgrade her iPhone 11 to a 13. My wife gets the 13 Pro or Pro Max and then I get the 13. So we're in the store, okay, we're being helped by a female associate there. To our right was a male associate. He was helping a female customer. Now, this same woman was outside earlier, okay? Um, also in the store was a cop as well. So as we're being held, we're going through the whole process of getting a new phone. Um, We could hear a conversation, a very loud, uh, a very disrespectful conversation uh, to our right. So we look over. It's the woman with the male associate. She's going off. She's mad because uh, the guy was saying that she owes some money on a bill, something like that. So she owes some money, but she disagreed that that she should have to pay that money to get a new phone. So it gets worse. I mean, it goes from bad to worse. So at one point the guy gets so frustrated that he walks away because this woman is being so disrespectful. But the one thing that gets me is that as he walks away, the male associate to get, to get help, she calls him a bitch. See, for a man, this is the one thing you cannot do. You cannot cross the line, the boundaries of being so disrespectful that you attack a man's manhood. And the one word that a man never wants to hear from a woman is for a woman to refer to him as a bitch. You cannot do that shit. That crosses all lines. You cannot go back. Okay, so he walks over. He gets the cop. The cop then walks over. Now, at this point, the cop is trying to uh, to play peacemaker and calm her down and talk to her. And she still refuses to listen. She's making all these accusations. She's still cussing. She's getting angrier. She's getting louder. At that point, that does not work. Even even when the cop tells her, like, look. If you don't leave the store, you're going to get arrested. So they end up having to call another security guard from outside to come in. So at that point, the woman is removed at the store, not in in a physical way, but she's given a very stern warning. Like, if you don't leave, you're going to jail. So at that point, she has no choice. She gets up and leaves. So 
As she goes outside, the female associate that's helping us tells me and my wife that that same woman is homeless. She's homeless and that she goes in there every single day doing the exact same shit, just causing trouble. And I begin to think about how many people on the street, women, for example, women on the street, homeless, who might be having a mental disorder or they might have mental issues. They need help and can't get help. You know, again, whenever we were driving there, we saw a lot of women on the street. And this woman in the store who who was there and I was assuming that, that um, she was a customer. She was homeless. She had nowhere to go. And then also when we were leaving the store uh, and whenever we were driving home, uh, we look over to our left because we're driving down this street. And we see guys doing construction work, man, and you just see people lined up, man, homeless, man, on the street, sleeping on the street. Nowhere to go. But for women, man, for women, it's unusual to see so many women on the street. Nowhere to go. Homeless. More so than men. And this scene. It was very bizarre. It shocked me. I um, had never seen this before. Now, I've seen people in, in a store go off. Customer service, shit like that. I've seen that before, but. Not to the point where. A male associate is so disrespected that the woman calls him a bitch. That's what I didn't like. Once she said that shit, yeah, you done crossed the line completely now. Because this man is trying to help you out and you still refuse to listen. So from that point, I didn't feel sorry for her, man. Even though she was homeless and I I knew that, yeah, you got to have... A soft spot in your heart for people like that. But at that point I didn't. Because of what she said to the guy. And and he was just trying to do his job. And she went too fucking far. But. If you ever in downtown Dallas. Go to the AT&T uh, Discovery District. It's a decent area. But once again. I mean, it's a lot of people. In the surrounding area. And you will see this once you go there. It's a lot of people there. That's homeless on the street. Nowhere to go. And this is the exact same thing that's going on in every single major city in America. So on yesterday, um, I saw two stories about Nick Cannon. The first story was about the passing of his son. He had a brain tumor. So Nick Cannon's son passed away and Nick Cannon talked about this on his talk show. Very emotional moment. He was crying as well. But then I saw another story about Nick Cannon, right? And this is what the story said. Nick Cannon sends the Internet into a frenzy as he shows off more than intended in very tight trousers while hosting his new talk show. So people were focusing on the front of Nick Cannon pants, his bulge. And you know what I mean by the bulge, right? Men are used to seeing women in very little clothes now. They twerking and shit. You see photos of girls turned sideways, showing off the ass, the curve. They want men to see their body. So men are used to it now. Women have sat around and tolerated this shit. And then now you, and then now you can't say nothing now. Because you can't tell a woman what to do with her body, right? 
So how I was raised was was like this. If you had the Olive Garden right, Red Lobster, Papa Do's, the barbershop, uh, the cigar lounge. And if men walk in right and they begin to show off their fucking dick print, dick twerking and shit, men will stand up and say, hey, quit doing that gay shit, boy. What the fuck is your problem? That's what men would say. That's what men from my father's generation, my uncle's generation would say. Quit doing that shit around men. We don't fucking like it. Quit doing that shit. We would say something. And men would not be sit, sitting around looking at the front of a man's pants. We would not do that shit. But this shows you how women view uh, view men. It's almost like it's is rare. Oh, I girl, I heard he had a big dick. I you know, I heard this shit. Men are used to seeing girls with big asses and big titties and shit. Showing off their bodies so we ain't wondering how she looks. You're showing us how you fucking look. You're showing us. So men, like I said, men would not tolerate this shit. We would stand up and say something. If all of a sudden you got men taking a bunch of dick pics and shit, they dick twerking on fucking Instagram, they're showing off their fucking dick print, men would say, hey, quit doing that gay shit. What the, what the fuck is your problem? Men would say that shit, and we would put our foot down and say, look, man, you can't be doing that shit around women and children and old people. That's disrespectful. That's what we would say. That's what I would say. But here it is. Nick Cannon lost a child. Lost a son. And the conversation that women bring up is what's the front, what's in the front of his fucking pants. That shows you the lack of morals and the lack of values that women have now. This next story says uh, mom says her son received the vaccine in exchange for pizza at LAUSD without her consent. So her name is Maribel. Her son is 13 years old. He's a student at Global at uh, Barack Obama Global Prep Academy in South L.A. All right. So he brought home a vaccine called after having accepted the COVID-19 vaccine at school. She says he said yes when someone offered uh, it in exchange for pizza, it says. The lady that gave him the shot and signed the paper told my son, please don't say anything. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, the LAUSD uh, says student matters are confidential and wouldn't comment, but did say it's safe schools um, to safe steps Incentive program is meant to ensure several steps are in place for students who have received the vaccine to receive prizes. Um, Maribel says she's not against the vaccine. She has got the vaccine herself, but it's different with her son. He has problems with asthma and other issues as well. So imagine that shit like your son goes to school, comes home. You find out that someone gave your son the vaccine without your consent, without your permission. And they gave him pizza in exchange for this shit. So just how far will that go? So in New York city, for example, in New York city, uh, the mayor, their uh, mayor, Bill D 
de Blasio uh, expanded the vaccine mandate in NYC. This includes kids now from five to 11. So now children in New York, five ages, five through 11, they must show proof that they have received the vaccine in order to go into a fucking restaurant now. So if you have what? 80%, 90% vax, right? Why do you need to give out more shots? When you have 80 to 90% vax in NYC, why do you need to give more people shots? Why would Joe Biden say, well, we have to give 100 million uh, shots or, or booster shots out now? Why would he say that? So what's in the government's interest to give out more shots when you have over half of the population who have received the vaccine? It's not like it can be a 105, 110% vaxxed. Once you get to 80 and 90%, it's enough. You can't keep just giving out shots just to give out shots because you want to. At this point, it's just about control. That's that's what it seems like, man. It's just about control, being able to control people. And right now, people, I bet you politicians are laughing at people right now. Look at these dummies, these sheep lined up to get the shot. Even when they don't have to, they still get it. Because we have brainwashed them into thinking that they have to get it when they don't. So this story, this story about this, this kid at school, 13 years old. They give him a shot in exchange for the vaccine. This shows you just how far they'll go. They'll cross boundaries. They'll do what they want to do. And people will still not say nothing about it. They won't do nothing. They'll comply. And, it, and it's okay. But it shows you just how. Right now, this is a overreach now. What is the government's interest in giving out more shots? Enough is enough. You have given out way more shots than you should have. And you just can't really demand people get more shots just because you want to. It makes no fucking sense. Jeff, we can have a conversation. I can call the cops, Jeff. What? Jeff, I can, I can call the cops or we can have a conversation. No. You want to, Jeff, you want to have a conversation? Jeff, I got your face on video, scumbag. You want me to call the cops? All right, I'll call the cops. You're invited over a 15-year-old kid tonight to have sex. This next story just proves again that when it comes to lawmakers, very wealthy, rich people, they mess with kids. It's the fucking truth. Because laws are not even meant to protect children. That's how you know. Their laws do not protect children from sexual predators. Because the lawmakers do it. Okay? Uh, this article says this is from the New York Post. Okay, Sony fires PlayStation executive allegedly called in pedophile thing. I, I hate that fucking word allegedly. But anyway, a top Sony executive has been fired after he was allegedly caught in an amateur pedophile sting operation posted on YouTube. George, I can't say his his last name is spelled C A C I O P P O whatever. The senior vice president from the team behind PlayStation allegedly tried to arrange a meeting with a 15-year-old boy, according to a video posted by the YouTube channel People vs. Preds. Okay, George has been at PlayStation 
for more than eight years. So it's it's a fact that it's him. And they have proved that he did what he did. But they keep using the word allegedly. Okay. Uh, it says he most recently served as a senior vice president of engineering. We are aware of what happened and the employee in question has been terminated from employment. Sony says Sunday in a statement. Okay. George didn't return the post request for comment. He has not been charged right now. Okay. Uh, people versus Preds, an amateur sting operation meant to catch sexual predators who meet victims online. Identified George, who is 64 years old, who once again allegedly trying to arrange a meeting with a 15 year old boy at 430 a.m. Now, I remind you that there is a text message conversation between the uh, the guy who who was posing as a 15 year old boy and this guy. This top, uh, this top executive, this guy, it's a a phone conversation through text messages. Okay, um, in the video, in the video, the cameraman walks down the street toward a house that George, wearing a black T-shirt, a black PlayStation Five T-shirt, is standing in front of. The cameraman referring to George as Jeff asks him whom he was planning on meeting. We can have a conversation or I can call the cops, the cameraman says to George as he turns around and begins to walk back into the house. So it's obvious that this is the guy. But you say the word allegedly. It's a phone conversation. It's a, it's a video. But it's, oh, it's just allegedly. This proves that lawmakers mess with kids. Politicians. These very wealthy top people mess with kids. That's why laws are so laxed and they don't protect children. This is why the case of um, Ghislaine Maxwell is getting no attention because lawmakers who make the fucking laws mess with kids too. This next story says um, Kamala Harris described as bully and soul destroying boss. It says so. VP Vice President Kamala Harris is described as a bully in a new report that brands her as the common denominator behind a recent exodus of high level staffers. Harris allegedly soul destroying management style was revealed by staffers to the Washington Post just days after spokesperson and longtime aide Simone Sanders announced her departure. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons. Former Harris aide uh, Gill Duran told the papers. So Duran said Harris destructive patterns were behind the recent turmoil in exit of Sanders and communications director Ashley. Uh, one of the things we said in our text groups among each other is what is the common Denominator through all of this and it's her, Durant said. Okay, so dig this. One former staffer claimed that the vice president fails to read briefing materials, then lashes out at others when she's unprepared. Okay. It's clear that you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep and the work, the staffer said. With Kamala, you have to put up with constant amount of soul-destroying 
criticism and also her own lack of confidence. So you're constantly sort of propping up a bully and it's not clear why. Uh, it says here, um, but another former staffer said that although, although, excuse me, Harris is demanding a demanding ball, she is not unreasonable. But we all knew that when Harris became the VP, she had no experience. She had no experience whatsoever. She was not fit for the job. Uh, you have seen in, in the news stories come out of issues between her and Joe Biden as well. And, and it's just obvious, man, that the U.S., this country was not needing a female VP. She is not the fit for it. And I guarantee you this, that she's going to still run in 2024 as president. And people will still line up and vote for her despite her being fucking awful and terrible. I've read several articles about this woman. She sucks as the VP. But people will still prop her up as the first woman, the first female of color and shit. How she used the whole black card, black girl magic, got black people to vote for her. And here it is. She's just firing black women left and right. So, so far is that black girl magic shit. It didn't work because she's firing black women. They're quitting. She, she, everything else. She don't care, man. So, but Harris, like any politician, they will use what they can to get what they want. Harris is obvious that she is not fit for the job. There is no way that she will be fit to be president in 2024. No fucking way. But people will still vote for her. All right. This next story says. Um, Biden warns Putin of sanctions aid for Ukraine military if Russia invades. So right now a story has been kind of going around that is a potential invasion of Ukraine by Russia because Putin is not happy with NATO expanding further east. He does not like that shit. So. This, um, this is what it says, though. President Joe Biden warned Russian President um, Vladimir Putin on Tuesday that the West would impose strong economic and other measures on Russia if it invades Ukraine, while Putin demanded guarantees that NATO would not expand further eastward. The two leaders held two hours of virtual talks on Ukraine and other disputes in a video call about U.S.-Russian relations which have sunk to their lowest point since the end of the Cold War more than three decades ago. As Russia masses tens of thousands of troops on Ukraine's border, Putin responded to the warning with a demand for reliable, legally binding guarantees against NATO expansion eastward and complain about NATO's attempts to develop Ukrainian territory, it says. The White House said Biden did not make any guarantees to limit NATO expansion with regard to Ukraine. No breakthroughs were reported, but both sides agreed to continue communications, a development that could lower global tensions. OK, the Kremlin has denied um, harboring any intention to attack Ukraine and has said that uh, in has said a troop buildup on its southern border is defensive, but neighboring nations sounded, uh, are sounding alarms, it says. Biden warned Putin he could face stiff economic sanctions 
the disruption of the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline to Europe and that the U.S. and European allies will provide additional defensive capabilities to Ukraine as well. So from the looks of it, based on what I read, it won't be a any kind of invasion. Now, this is just Russia trying to flex its muscles, puff its chest out to show that it's strong. That we have a defense, that we can defend our nations and we can fight any country, including Ukraine. So it does not, to me, it does not appear or look like it will be any kind of Russian invasion of Ukraine. It's just Russia trying to show you how strong they are, flex their muscles, puff their chests out, or, you know, send a few warning shots here and there just to warn you about what they can do. And, uh, Ukraine cannot fight Russia alone. They need help. It's, it's obvious. They don't have the same army that Russia has. So, uh, you know, this is something that you you should watch and, and kind of keep an eye on. Not saying that it's going to be a war, but it's definitely a rising tension between the U.S. and Russia. And Russia is not happy. Putin is not happy with the fact that NATO is expanding further eastward, and that's something that he disagrees with. But Biden could not guarantee that this won't happen, and that's the problem. I say, I wasn't there to talk. I'm not there to debate. I'm here to represent, and you say, uh, well, these old guys. But most of y'all ain't been in California. I've been in this game 50 years, cripping. Since I was 14, I'm 64 now. And I'm not game-banging, but by the same token, the only thing stronger than a man's pride is a mother's love. Now, I'm a founding member of Gangsta Crip, A-Trey, and anybody that want to dispute it or say what they say and been running their mouth about that, step to the mic. And we run a mic check. Particularly the old dogs that have more arrest records, more graduation pictures then IDs and going to prison. We live this life. I'm not going to take no disrespect. I talked to Kerwin Scott, Monster Coda brother. I talked to his son a couple of weeks ago uh, where they were missing their dad. The other one was missing their brother. A uh, little soldy copy where the boy don't made a dispersion. So that was OG uh, Crip uh, Melvin Farmer. He's out of L.A., California. Um, he is one of the original Crip Game members. You can look him up on YouTube. So when Melvin Farmer said that he's been Cripping for 50 years, he's 64, I said, God damn, he can't even retire. That's how far prison talk will get you. And loser talk will get you. That's how far... It will get you not saying that he's a loser, not saying that I'm saying how he talks and what he talks about and, and how these guys who are from the streets, gang members, drug dealers, hustlers. When they when these guys took the bad shit they did and they talked about it as if it was cool, when they began to glorify this, it became fucking prison talk. Okay, back in the day, uh, Malcolm X, when he was in prison, Malcolm X was a hustler, ex-con dude. He goes to prison. 
he um, finds Islam, becomes a Muslim, began to follow Elijah Muhammad. He became a member in the Nation of Islam. He got out. So he was a smart dummy, a smart dumb dude. And here it is, Dr. King in high school, leaves high school early, goes to college. And remind you that Dr. King was a teenager when he went to um, went to college. So around about 15 or 16 years old. Very smart, educated dude. So here it is. Malcolm X had the nerve to talk shit about Dr. King, an educated black man who did not get his education from fucking prison or Elijah Muhammad. Okay. A smart black man. And this is what we have done as black people. We have allowed prison talkers and loser talkers take over our minds from back in the day to even now. On social media and YouTube, this is all you see. Ex-cons, ex-felons, our future leaders. These are the people that are out in front talking and trying to lead black people. And they can't lead black people. Okay? So we got a bunch of prison talkers out front talking. So just imagine this shit, right? It's a, it's a meeting. We're at a barbershop. A bunch of brothers, a bunch of black men, and we're trying to figure out a few things that's going on in our neighborhood and fix the issue. This guy, he does construction work. This guy is a teacher. This guy's a cop. This guy is a plumber. We all got different various occupations. But the one guy who is educated, college degree, we say, hey, Put that guy out in front. But because he's educated, he knows how to lead people and galvanize people like Dr. King. Put him out in front. Then here comes the ex-con dude, the ex-drug dealer, scammer, gangbanger, hustler guy. He thinks he's smarter than the guy that had the discipline, the focus to go to school for four years, get a degree. He thinks he's smarter than him. And then we asked the, the ex-con dude, he said, hey, man, um, what you do for a living? And he say, oh, I've been crippling for 50 years. Man, sit your ass down. All the smart dummies in the back, the ex-con, the, the scammers, the drug dealers, the, the game bankers, y'all go in the back of the fucking room. You can't talk. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. Because you're stupid, you're not educated, you can't do shit. All the smart black folks that they got a high school diploma, went to college, y'all in the front. Y'all will be the examples. You never been in any trouble. Never broke a law. You do your civic duty. You pay your taxes. You take care of your families. All you black folks in the front. You ex-con niggas, y'all go in the back of the room. You can't talk. That's how it should be. But we have allowed prison talkers to be the ones out in front making the decisions for everybody else and being the voice for black people. And they're not. Dr. King was supposed to be the only one speaking. The rest of them should have shut up. Malcolm X should have been quiet and not spoken up about nothing.
Use the ex-con dude. Went to prison. Your only claim to fame is that you you read the dictionary from front to back. And now you think you're smart. So right now in black America, man, we have to stop letting these hustlers, these scammers, these drug dealers, these ex-game bangers be the ones out front speaking on our behalf of black America. Trying to be leaders and they're not leaders. And they have never said that they were sorry for what they did. They've never apologized for what they did by ruining black communities. You're the ones that decided to sell the drugs, gang bang, kill, but yet we should be the ones that listen to you and what you got to say. Hell no. I disagree. A bunch of prison talkers and loser talkers are people that sit around and talk about foolish shit. It's useless information. You can't use it. All you do is talk about what you did in the past. Your street cred. Prison talk. When you sit around, you talk about nothing and it means nothing. People can't use it. It's bullshit. It's stupid. It's just a way for people to argue and debate. That's all it is. The mob built casinos in Las Vegas, for God's sakes. They built casinos in, in Las Vegas. BMF. Big Meechanel. All they were 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 the king of Detroit. They ain't built shit. Not one building. And somehow Big Meech is a legend and people know who he is. They respect him. Despite him never doing shit for nobody. Didn't build a community or sit nothing. But he gets respect. So these guys should be shamed for this. Exiled. Embarrassed. To even say the only thing I've done my entire life was sell drugs, scam people. And then all of a sudden now I want to be a leader. That's not how it should go. Like I said, all the educated black folks out in front. Y'all got discipline. You got structure. You're dedicated. You went to school. You was on the honor roll. Perfect attendance. Spelling bee. You were good at sports. All the smart black folks that made something of their life out in front. All you smart dummies that sold drugs, that did stupid shit. Y'all in the back, you are not allowed to speak and say nothing. That's the way it should be. Prison talk is something that has to be let go of. We cannot allow people like this to jump out in front with this damn prison talk, the loser talk, and make it seem like it's cool. You can't even focus in school because you got ADHD and got the nerve to talk about someone like Dr. King who, who uh, went to school, got a degree. Oh, it's the white man's school. No, you just lack the, the, the structure, the discipline, the dedication, the focus to do it. That's it. But fuck that prison talk, that loser talk, fuck that shit. It's something that we have to get rid of and not hold on to and not let this shit be something that takes over black minds now, especially these young black minds.
And finally, Hillary Clinton, the former Secretary of State. Look at this. Sitting down with Willie Geist in a revealing conversation for Sunday today and talking about her upcoming master class. Clinton shares the would-have-been victory speech she wrote leading up to the election and the election night in 2016. That is going to stick out to most people in this master class is an extraordinary one mm. where you sit down and you read what you call the would-be victory speech. Mm -hmm. My fellow Americans... Today, you sent a message to the whole world. What compelled you to sit down and revisit that speech? Well, I wanted to be as helpful as I could to the viewers and to the process of being in a master class. Well, I didn't, as you know, write a concession speech because even though we had a lot of bumps those last 10 days, uh, I, I still thought, you know, we could pull it out. So I worked on um, a speech that really was about my journey and had a, had a real emphasis on my mother's life and journey as a way of, you know, making it clear that, yes, I would be the first woman president, but I, I like everybody, uh, stood on the shoulders and lived the lives uh, and experiences of those who came before us. I dream of going up to her and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, look at me, listen to me. You will survive. You will have a good family of your own and three children. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. Mm. Now that is powerful. Yeah. The fuck out of here. No, it's not. That sounds like loser talk to me. That's what it is. People think that she was supposed to win. That's why it's a would have been victory speech, because in her mind, she was supposed to win over Donald Trump and Trump was not supposed to win back in 2016. That's why she's saying that shit. In her mind, she still believes that he cheated and he should have never won. So this is why she's talking about this would have been victory speech aka loser talk because that's what it is it's like giving someone a participation trophy because they were just in the event they didn't succeed but we still deserve to give them sympathy because they tried so hard even though they didn't win that's what that is see women can get away with this shit it would have been victory speech see men see this shit and laugh and say man you lost why are you still talking? LeBron James cannot give a would have been victory speech because he didn't win an NBA Finals and didn't get and didn't get a MVP. He couldn't come come out years later and say, "Look, here's my would have been victory speech for the 2020 and 2021 NBA championship run," even though they weren't there and they didn't win the Bucks won he still feels like well I should have gone but I didn't go men don't do shit like that they would have been victory speech all it is is her saying I should have won I didn't I'm still sour but this is what I would have said if I won only women can do some shit like that 
Well, yeah, first we have to look, how, how do we get here? You know, the ACLU advocated for Proposition 47, which changed the sentencing guidelines. So right now, you can literally go out, do whatever you want, commit crimes, and you'll be out faster than the officers can finish the report. And that's a fact. Um, you know, we're wondering, how many times does somebody have to be arrested here in L.A. before they stay in jail? Um, it, it's sad to say, but it's almost safer to hang out with Alec Baldwin on a movie set and to go shopping in Los Angeles right now. That's how crazy it is. It is so violent. We're telling people don't visit because we don't think we can keep you safe right now. And that's that's just sad to say. Well, you, you know, you'd have to start with the governor. You know, uh, Gavin Newsom, he's, uh, he's uh, advocated with... Uh, um, ACLU for Proposition 47 as well as George Gascon who authored uh, that bill. Um, and, you know, here's an interesting twist, too. You know, the, the CEO to Netflix uh, gave $3 million to fight the recall campaign on Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, and that's the son-in-law of uh, Jacqueline Avant, who was murdered by somebody who got out of jail who should have been in jail. So, uh, first of all, you got to clean up from the top. You know, Gavin Newsom needs to be gone. We need to uh, work on uh, changing these laws back to make it tougher on crime. We need to get rid of these uh, so-called progressive district attorneys. Um, they are advocating for the criminals. It's almost like uh, it's shame on you if you're a victim. It's like it's your fault. That, that's the way they see it. Um, so we need. there's a lot of cleaning up to do, but we need to take back uh, uh, the streets. And, and to be honest with you, it, it shouldn't matter if you're an, uh, a Republican or a Democrat. I think we should all want to feel safe in your home, and we should be tough on crime. And, and that's where it starts. You know, we have to start from uh, the top and clean house all the way down. Well, you know, AOC, I, I, is she living uh, with her head buried in the sand? It's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, all you have to do is just turn on, uh, you know, any news channel. There's Even the more liberal ones are showing some of the stuff. They're not showing all of it, but they are. Um, it, it's like, you know, this AOC experiment was nice. Now it's time to for her to go back to bartending and doing what she does best because she's definitely not a lawmaker and she doesn't keep the citizens safe. Um, and, and there's people like her and, and the rest of the squad who, who are just clueless on what's going on uh, in the United States. There's rampant crime everywhere and in fact los angeles is like people like her and the rest of the squad who, who are just clueless on what's going on uh in the united states there's rampant crime everywhere and in fact los angeles is like um like the movie purge but instead of 24 hours to commit your crime they have 365 days to go out and commit their crimes and that's how it is right now in los angeles and in san francisco well you know they, they call uh, having bell uh um making it a, a criminal offense to be poor is what they're saying. They call it racist. Um, do you see people stopping at the grocery store and doing smash and grabs, grabbing milk, meat, cheese, everything? To, no. What you're seeing is they're going to get in Rolex watches. They're smashing jewelry stores. They're going to the Louis Vuitton stores. Um, and, and these so-called celebrities and other um, uh, politicians that are so far on the left, um, they don't want to admit they were wrong. And so they keep their, ha their head buried in the sand. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. But everybody wants to be a liberal until they get robbed or shot. And they see how quick they change their tune. And that's what it's going to come down to. I just want to say, you know, the ACLU, um, you know, they're the ones, they're, they're the partner in crime for the suspects. And what we did is we created a, a national database. It's ACLU-watch.com. You go there, you click on your state, and you'll see exactly how the ACLU is helping the criminals succeed and how to, how to stay out in the streets and commit crimes. So I've been reading lately about all the other stories of the rising crime. Um, I've seen several stories come out of California of smashing grabs, home invasions, people getting robbed, shot and killed. Um, also, I've been hearing a lot of different stories coming out of New York. Um, 
You saw when was it last week, uh, Clarence Avant, his wife Jacqueline Avant was shot and killed during a home invasion in Beverly Hills. So it's been numerous stories I've seen in the news just about random crimes happening. So this story says um, rapper. So rapper Slim 400. I've never heard of him, of him before, but it says rapper Slim 400 shot and killed in L.A. It says so. California rapper Slim 400 was shot and killed in L.A. on Wednesday, it says. He was just 33 years old, up-and-coming musician, was gunned down in Inglewood in southwestern L.A. County, according to TMZ. It was not clear who was involved in the shooting or what might have caused it. Also, back in 2019, Slim 400 was shot nine times in Compton. He was ambushed. So... I don't know that if you can blame it solely on the pandemic. I I know the pandemic is has caused a lot of issues for the economy, but it's interesting to think that this pandemic, this virus, is causing a sudden change in people's behavior and how they act. Um, I also saw a story earlier about how car crashes have increased. Due to the pandemic, uh, you're seeing a rise in depression, anxiety, suicide among the youth. So maybe this pandemic does has caused some effect in people's behavior. And we're seeing this right now in society play out through crime. Various other issues play out, man. I told you when I was in um, downtown Dallas, how I saw so many Homeless people in, in downtown Dallas more than I saw three years ago or so. So maybe, yes, this pandemic in the past year, two years, um, has taken a toll on people's psyche and how they think, how they behave, and has caused more issues than what people really thought would happen. So they didn't expect this to happen. Uh, the, the ideal is to get past this virus so people can return back to normal. But it seems like it has caused a host of other issues that people didn't expect to happen. This article is is an example of what I was saying um, about rebranding racism. So this is what liberals are doing. They're rebranding racism, right? So back in the day, Dr. King said, look, if in your school you offer your kids 12, 13 books, we want the exact same thing. Equality does not mean take away. How do we get to 2021 and all of a sudden equality means take away from both groups, both the white kids, the black kids, so that we can all be equal. That's not what he fucking meant. For example, in the all white school, if you offer your your white students these advanced math courses, the exact same thing should be in the majority of the black schools. It does not mean take away so we can all be equal and lower the standard. That's not what the fuck he meant. But all of a sudden in 2021, you have liberals preaching about how we should lower the standards because it, because it's too hard for the black kids. It's too hard for the, the, uh, the brown kids. So let's lower the standard because we know they can't do it. Okay, this article says this. Um, hundreds of college professors blast woke math movement. Okay, it says. Hundreds of prominent professors, including 
top names from CUNYNYU and Columbia have signed a letter blasting the erosion of math rigor in grades K through 12. Okay, arguing that curtailing advanced math programs puts American kids at a global disadvantage. It's true. For example, China. The coalition called the movement the height of ir uh, irresponsibility. It's true, man. You cannot say we're going to attack the educational system because it's, it's just too hard for these black kids. These black kids are too dumb to do it. This is what they're saying. Because these black kids are, are, are not being pushed to uh, learn to read and, and do math and science and technology and engineering. So let's lower the bar. Let's lower the standard to make them more fucking dumb. This is how they're rebranding racism. In the name of equality now. Okay, it, it uh, says some school districts, including New York, have slowly eliminated advanced math options for some students as a means of what? Of easing achievement gaps. We're going to lower the bar because you're not that smart. We're going to lower the bar. Because we know you can't do it. It's unfair for you. This is what we call equality for you, you black kids. It says this. A total of 746 math teachers and professors across the country signed the new uh, missive warning that enfeebled math curriculums would have dire consequences down the line it says the teachers including two CUNY professors nine from Columbia University and 13 from NYU argued that kids need exposure to math uh, to advanced math prior to college in order to truly excel that's true why would you lower the bar in the name of equality like I said, this is an example of how they're rebranding racism to mean something else than what it was before. It says such framework aimed to reduce achievement gaps by limiting the availability of advanced mathematical courses to middle schoolers and beginning high schoolers, they wrote, of the current trend, while such reforms superficially seem successful at reducing disparities at the high school level, they are merely kicking the can to college. They're saying, fuck school, you don't need it because you have to all be equal now. This is what they're doing to black folks, brown kids, all the poor kids that, that are below Asian kids and white kids. This is what the fuck they're doing. They're saying lower the standard, lower the achievement. They can't achieve that right now. It's for your own good in the name of equality so we can all be equal. It's unfair. It's a system. This is what I said when I said uh, racism is being rebranded by liberals. It's not by conservatives. It's these liberals that's doing this shit. They're rebranding this. To make it seem like, okay, 
we're doing our job by making it equal for the black kids, the brown kids, and say, you know what? You don't need to learn Algebra 1 until high school. By then, you're too far behind. It's not like in the black community, education is on the forefront and, and it's being pushed. That we should be moved towards education, reading, and math, and science. That's not happening. They're slowly but surely, they're, they're trying to take away this. And to make you dependent. This is what's happening. And I hope you understand. When I was in school, we was forced to learn math. You had to. Algebra 1, um, geometry. Yes, these courses were hard, but it, it taught you to think through these problems. And that's the issue. They want us to be dependent, not independent. So this is how they're rebranding racism, just so you know. Again, this article comes from the, the New York Post. It says, Hundreds of college professors blast woke math movement. Well, they say that space is the last frontier that people have to discover because there's so much stuff out in space we don't know. It could be other planets, other resources that they'll need on Earth because Earth is so fucked up. So uh, my biggest fear is this. Uh, one of these rich white guys, right, one day they build a spaceship and somehow they can fly to another planet that was discovered. They get there. They don't know. It's other people. There are other people that have been there for a very long time. They have their own spaceship and shit, and they have been traveling all through the galaxies and, and everything else. They leave this planet, fly back to Earth, and they're being followed. These people before didn't know where Earth was. Now they know where Earth is now. That's my only fear, man. Like somewhere out there, it's a real-life planet like the planet from Predators where they put people on the planet to hunt them like game. That's my only fucking fear. Uh, this article says astronomers find a new planet that's mostly made of iron, it says. So, an iron-rich planet spotted in a nearby solar system could help scientists understand the mystery of how the planet Mercury formed in our own neighborhood. The newly described planet is about 31 light years away, according to a report in the journal Science. Astronomers haven't seen it directly, but they've been able to estimate its size and mass by watching its, effect, its effects on the star that it orbits. It appears that this planet is largely made of iron. From our measurements, we find that this exoplanet, it says, is smaller and less massive than the Earth, says Christine Lamb, a researcher at the Institute of Planetary Research in the German Aerospace Center in Berlin. Uh, it could be similar to Mercury, which is composed of mostly iron, it says. Um, the planet known as GJ36b, orbits so close to its red dwarf star that it only takes about eight Earth hours for it to whiz all the way around, it says. Temperatures on the planet's surface could reach a scorching 1,500 degrees Celsius or about 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. It says uh, we can imagine this planet is probably a molten planet at a temperature where a lot of metals 
can start to melt. Perhaps it has lava and perhaps it doesn't have an atmosphere, but at the moment we don't know yet, says Lamb. Uh, what we do know is that this planet is quite dense and has an interior similar to Mercury, it says. So, again, it's called GJ36B, 367B, excuse me. And I'm quite sure, again, it's more out there that we don't know. Space is the last frontier. People want to explore space and discover new things because Earth is kind of fucked up. They don't. You know, they they have really extracted every single resource they can now and they keep doing it. So the time on, on this planet, you know, will be cut short because people have taken so much from it and they have not put it back. And that's the problem. So they have to go find other resources, other planets, what they need, because on Earth, on this planet, they have depleted all of all of its resources already and Time is not saying that it's going to happen in our lifetime now, but, you know, it will happen over time. It's, you know, it has been happening. It's going to continue to happen. And space is really the last frontier now. Well, that concludes this episode. Episode 88 of No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogor. Uh, this was titled Prison Talk and Loser Talk. Uh, stay tuned for episode 89 next week. And then after that, uh, I will be traveling to Mexico for a week, so I will be out of the state. So I will try to release another episode before I go. And then after I return, I'll be doing another episode. So um, maybe I can get two more in or three more in before the end of the year and before we go into 2022. But again, stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen.
purple. All my nigga love, there's no squares. We just do the circles. Put him on the crypto, it was cheap, but he ain't wanna listen. Put him on the money, he was broke, but he ain't wanna fix it. Put him on the fraud, he was scared, he ain't wanna risk it. It's a competition where I'm from. Who gon' be the rich? I'm a walking business nigga. I should be a LC. I keep shooters home, play with me just like I'm CP3. I was up in Bushwood with this blinky like I'm 22G. Tripping out this cyber sun, sometimes I put my mind at ease. Pull up with this rifle like I'm Devin Booker, number net. Told the mama I ain't even trying to smash y'all one number net. Told these folks that I ain't flying commercial, I do number chess. If any of survive, when we slide, then he could sit a blessing.